0: Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, We're listening to a new CD in our new release section. This is Brooklyn Shante Bedstyle, and the track is a great day. Hope your day is off to a great start. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Um, Really looking forward to my conversation with uh, my first guest, E.R. Ramzapur. Uh, She is a writer and content marketer, and she's joining me right now. Good morning. And I'm sorry, you go by Evan, correct? That's right. Excellent. So, wow, I took a look at your book. I want to share with the listeners, just describe it briefly, if you don't mind. Uh, In this triumphant debut, inspired by True Events, a ragtag gang of journalists and resistance fighters risk everything for an elaborate scheme to undermine the Reich, set in Brussels in 1943. Tell me, Evan, how did this idea for this book come about? Yeah, so like you mentioned, it's it's based on a true story, and I was doing a little bit of
1: research for this paper that I was writing when I was back at, at Berkeley in college, and I came across this document um, that was written by the U.S. War Office after World War II, and it just mentioned, like in this very offhand, matter-of-fact way, that this ragtag group as Belgian resistance fighters um, were responsible for basically the most daring feat of journalism in modern history Um, and that they and and I I was just blown away
0: yeah it's um and I want to mention too this is not a little book you put together it's over (laughs) 500 pages yeah that's right
1: (laughs) Uh, much to my editor's dismay sometimes I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) but you know I really, I I wanted to go for this very Ocean's Eleven style feel to it. Um, This almost like Charlie Chaplin-esque, like capers and heists. So I've been told it's a really quick read. And I also wanted to be faithful to this amazing history.
0: And you made it, you instilled, you know, moments of uh, levity, which is great.
1: Yeah, you know, I have a a couple of copies of the actual newspaper, the underground paper that these real people produced. And the paper itself is just hilarious. It's really funny, even now it oh still holds up. Um, and I really want—I wanted to be faithful to the the tone of the newspaper in writing the novel itself. So there is a lot of levity there too, because I think that's true to the spirit of what these amazing people wanted to accomplish.
0: It's really an incredible story. I love how in the marketing material, um, I do want to mention you're published by Park Row Books. If, if you're just tuning in, we retar- speaking with Evan. Also known as E. R. Ramzapur, who's written *The Ventriloquist*, uh, but the, the newspaper is it *Le Soir*? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So um, the original copy of the of the um, *Fossoir* was created in 1943 by some very brave men and women. And that must have been—I mean, I would be very intrigued. I was always enjoying discovering old newspapers and stories, so you must just love this.
1: Oh, I love it so much, and it is. It, 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 too, because this is such a lost piece of history That in many cases When I've been able to find copies of the newspaper They've been really cheap Because people don't really know what they have I actually just ordered a, an, a new copy um, That arrived yesterday And it, it came all the way from Belgium In an old <sighs> cereal box Like someone oh just God. stuffed it in a cereal box Because they just don't even know what this is
0: That's amazing And i I love how you decided to you know, capture this piece of very important history.
1: Yeah, and I think it's something that, you know, will resonate with people today, um, because this is essentially the story of people who create are creating a fake newspaper, and obviously fake news is a buzz phrase of today. Yes. Um, so it's it's interesting to kind of see echoes of the past. Obviously, it's a very different kind of fake news, but I'm hoping readers will come away with, like, a more... Complicated idea of what propaganda
0: and news and truth are, are actually are. So tell me, without giving too much away to the listeners, uh, give a glimpse of what this is about. Yeah, so
1: it's this, I, I like to describe it as um, Ocean's Eleven meets all the light we cannot see. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love it. So it's this, it's this real life story of people from all walks of life, ordinary people, who get together and decide to pull an elaborate prank on the Nazis by creating a fake version of a Nazi propaganda newspaper. And it's this high-stakes caper that takes place um, across 18 days. So really fast-paced, a lot of fun, but the stakes are very dire for these, for these real heroes.
0: You know, as I was reading more about this book, I was thinking... As I mentioned to you before we went on air, when's the movie coming out? Because this really could be a movie. Yeah, if anybody out there is listening and wants to talk, (laughs) (laughs) I moved to L.A., but that hasn't happened yet. I'm from Northern California. I was told that's how it happens. But apparently it's not quite so easy. give it some time. Um, No, it's not easy. But give it some time, because I could definitely see this as a movie. I mean, you know, just... How did, what was it like, the process of writing this, and then how did you come up with the characters and everything else?
1: Yeah, this was so much fun to write, as you might imagine. Like It was just a great, a great deal of fun. In terms of the characters, a lot of them are based on real people. Like The main architect of the scheme, Mark Aubryon, um, was a real-life person. His friends described him as this really brilliant, scatterbrained guy. And we know that he was aided by a young child, so I got to imagine like what it must have been like for basically a no-name writer and a young child to be at the heart of this amazing scheme. Um, so many of the characters were real-life heroes. There's a female judge as well, which is extraordinary that we have a female judge who was manipulating Nazi red tape and raising money for them to be able to do this.
0: It's incredible. Um, was it hard to capture the voice the voices of the times? You know, what was it like doing the research to put this together? It was, yeah, and, and it was hard because it was um, a, a big responsibility. Like I said, I want to be true to the
1: history. I, I want to do justice to this amazing real-life story. Um, and I didn't know about this prior to stumbling across this document, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of other people don't know about it. So I really wanted... Um, the the bravery of the feet to come across, but I also didn't want people to be too bogged down in historical detail. So there was a point where I was doing a lot of research, and I had to kind of pull back and just focus on the story and making sure that these characters and these stakes um, really came through. But it was it was a lot of fun to research.
0: Is the twelve-year-old street orphan actually based on a real character?
1: Yes, and we don't know exactly how old the child was, but we do know that there was a kid. who
0: was involved. Ooh, we lost her, but we will bring her back on. Uh, We've been speaking with Evan, also known as E.R. Ramzapur, about uh, her debut novel, The Ventriloquist. This is such a fascinating book. Uh, While we're waiting for her to call back in, I do want to mention there is a complete description of the book and uh, Evan on my blog. Get the Funk Out Org. Let's go to a song and then we'll bring her back on. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Okay, we're back. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, excellent. So we have about four more minutes. Um, Oh, I was asking about the 12-year-old. So that, was it actually a girl posing as a boy?
1: Yeah, we're not entirely sure whether it was a girl or a boy. The sources that I've seen have just referred to this character as a youth. Mm -hmm. Um, So I imagined it as a girl because, you know, like like I was saying, or... Um, really was a great equalizer for kids from all walks of life. So many of them were left without parents and without homes, and they just had to make do. So I like to imagine this young girl who just found her way into the Belgian resistance and kind of made a home for herself there.
0: See, this is why I imagine this as a movie, (laughs) because um, (laughs) you really bring in uh, people that could be, you know, in 2019, uh, their character traits, and... You highlight them back then, you know, and uh, where they were probably forgotten or, you know, not even seen.
1: Exactly, yeah. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to tell this story is that I think that it takes a lot of the familiar World War II tropes and kind of turns them on their head. Mm -hmm. Like, we've all probably seen World War II movies and read books where... We have characters who are women, or children, or Jewish people, or disabled, or LGBT, and they're you know they're in a concentration camp or they're suffering in some way. But in right. this story, these these people from all
0: walks of life get to be heroes and they get to be the masters of their own stories. Yeah, that's what I really loved about it. Um, anything, oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Anything you would like to leave the listeners with?
1: Yeah, I'm just really excited for um, people to get to know the, the real-life ventriloquist at the heart of this story. I think it's something, there's a little bit of something for everyone in this book, even if you're not typically a fan of historical fiction, but certainly if you are, um, if you're into LGBT fiction, if you're looking for a fast-paced caper, I think there's something for you.
0: And where can people find out more about you, Evan?
1: So I'm on all social media as er erramsipore. Um, and you can also learn more at com.
0: And I, what I wanted to ask earlier also was, um, my show is called Get the Funk Out, and <laughs> I'm always fascinated with how people stay focused. And you know, it's very hard being creative. And, and what was what was this like for you to just you know keep going and pushing? And you, we mentioned it was a very long book. You just believed in your passion and you kept going.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of believing. It's a lot of hard work. I always tell people, dream big, but work hard. Um, and you really, you know, luck comes into play a lot in this industry, but you really have to work to create your own luck. So I just had to keep my eye on the ball and remember that I, I really wanted people to know about this important story.
0: I, I want to mention to the listeners also, you work as a content marketer. You're, uh, you write about cybercrime and online fraud, and you study political science at UC Berkeley. I think I feel like all these areas that expertise and experience has really helped fuel your passion. Yeah, it is, it's
1: interesting because I feel like you're you're right. The ventriloquist is kind of the intersection of all of those things. We certainly have um, a, an interesting political story there and political intrigue. Um, but it is a book about you know fake content, basically, um, and as working working for uh, an online fraud and cybercrime company. A lot of my work is around how to stop fake content from spreading online. Great. So I feel like, you know, it all kind of came full circle.
0: Perfect. Give your website one more time before we wrap. Sure. The website is erramsaport.com. Fantastic. Congratulations. And I know you're in L.A., so I hope to meet you sometime. Thanks so much. Take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. That was Evan, also known as E.R. Ramseport. Uh, we've been talking about uh, her latest novel, her first novel, The Ventriloquist. If you want to find out more, you can visit my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We'll take a little break, and then I have another guest coming up. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.